Welcome to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am your co-host, Adam Schmidt, sitting to my left, our other co-host, Christopher Witt. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be you. Tell me a little something about how your day was today. Uh, uh, was it a good day? Was it an okay day? Nah, was it a bad day? I'm going to go with okay day. Okay uh, day. The, the old lady came down with the flu, so... Uh, uh, she's supposed to be with the kids today, so I got a little I got a little kid duty today, which was fun. We had a lot of a lot of good times, and uh, yeah, that's 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 about the day. You're so positive. You're the most positive guy I've ever known. Um, well, we're leaving in two days for Disney, so uh, you know we what? gotta quarantine her, make sure she's all right. Aaron, get well soon, and uh, yes. you know we'll be fine. Everything's good. All right. As long as the kids don't come down here while we're doing this, they stay asleep. Then we're excellent. We're we're doing all right. Okay. All right, good. So uh, we've got a lot of stuff today, right? I, there's a lot of stuff we're not even going to get to. You know, Odell Beckham Jr. is a Brown. I don't even listen. Uh, we got this. We're going to save uh, football offseason. I want to get Andre Edwards back on mm-hmm. our uh, Bengals, um, our, our Bengals specialist, if you want to call it that. He's a writer on LockedOnBengals.com. Check him out. Andre Edwards on there, and I want to get him on here because. My man has been blowing Twitter up. Yes, he has. Check him he, out. I'll tell you, he and every other Bengals fan, I think, you know, yes. because they're they're signing guys left and right, the same guys that underperformed last year, and they're throwing out three-year contracts all over the place. Uh, people it's, seem to be a little upset. This is supposed to be a positive time where there's a new coach after whatever it was, 15, 16 years. And uh, people, I think, were starting to get excited. And now the last week or two, uh, it hasn't been hasn't been great uh, for bang, for Bengals fans. So anyway, I I think I might be a, hey, I I'm 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 going I'm I'm leaning towards Andre. I might go get me a uh, a Nick Chubb jersey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, How, I mean, it would fit me perfectly. The back of it says Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> now, come on. That's that's not. It's uh, all right if you're talking that's about not yourself. a good. That's not a good description. Um, Anyway, okay, so there's there is a lot of stuff we're, that's going on. We're not going to get to it all, you know. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to start talking baseball because spring training is going to be winding down here. Um, but right now, of course, we are in the thick of basketball season. We are in the most exciting time right now. Conference tournaments are going on right now. Uh, this Sunday is Selection Sunday, greatest day of the year. Um, and without a doubt, the greatest day. Of, no, I don't know. I take that back. No, I don't think so. Give me the greatest day I, of the year. I think the greatest day of the year is opening day. Okay. In Cincinnati is the greatest day of the year. However, uh, I would have to put one of the first four days of the tournament better than Selection Sunday because the way these guys have it now, you basically know the whole field. There's like two teams that you don't know if they're going to make it or not. I, I remember you know you, 66 of the 68 teams that right, are going to be in. Right. It. I remember a few years ago when it was still like Joe Lenardi would update his his bracket like once a week. Yeah. Now it's like once every two hours. He it's updates. ridiculous. <laughs> it's like a real time updated constantly now, which is awesome. I love it, but. Um, it's too much. It's it's it's, <laughs> but it's great. It's great it to is. follow everybody. You know, there are already conference tournaments that are complete. Uh, so we already have. I don't know. It's like five or six teams that are locked in. Congratulations, Wofford, 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 Wofford. Yeah. However you want to call it. I really uh, that team's <clears throat> that team's got potential. That team can go somewhere. Uh, they got a little guy on there that can shoot the 
lights out of the ball. They're I think they're ranked 20th in the country right now, or they're in the top 20. They went undefeated in league play. Uh, didn't get to see them play that much all season, but uh, watched a lot of highlights and watched them in that tournament, and they look good. They do look good. Um, it, it's always fun to try to figure out which kind of who the Cinderella is going to be. Teams. Right? Who the Cinderella is going to be? be. Um, so yeah, it's uh, they went on an eighteen zero run to win that. Or, I'm sorry, an eighteen two run to win that game. That's impressive. It is. That's impressive. You got to be playing your best basketball at the right at this time of the season, and uh, we find out who that is in these conference tournaments, right? That's right. Um, so speaking of that, uh, be, before we jump on that, really quickly, our Nosebleed Sports Podcast greatest nicknames in NBA history tournament. Okay, yeah. our own tournament. Uh, Larry Legend versus uh, the Admiral last week. Right. Uh, Larry ran away with it. He, he he mopped the floor with the Admiral. Yes, he did. Um, now, so so moving on to this coming week. So Larry moves on to, to the next round. This coming week, though, we finally are going gonna to jump back up in the bracket. Okay? So what happened really quickly was the first week of the whole thing was the dream versus the answer. It ended up being 50-50, the votes on, on Facebook. Uh, we figured that out a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I threw a, a poll, a Twitter poll up, um, and uh, that ended up being 50-50 it's as just well. just ridiculous. So there was not meant to be a winner. But you very graciously offered to uh, rescind your vote, um, which was even more impressive because you voted for the answer, and by – by pulling your vote, the answer lost. The dream one. It's okay. You lost the microwave. I'll take I the did. loss of the answer. <clears throat> My speaking favorite. of the answer, real quick, uh, we told the story about a guy who I got in a, uh, a conversation with in Columbus uh, about the answer and how he said he could stop Allen Iverson. Yeah. Uh, oh, he only had one move, and it was you know lackluster at best. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mr. Coco. Uh, if you would like, if you listen to this and you would like to come on, hit me up at sickwitit, S-I-C-W-H-I-T-T-I-T, at, uh, on, the, on the tweet box. I heard you want to come on and state your case, give your side of the story. So if you're up for it, brother, we're up for it. Give hey, me, we don't hit be, me up. Yeah, we don't want to be a one-sided a, podcast yeah, here. Right. We want to hear everybody's opinion on, right. on this stuff. So, yeah. Uh, more than welcome. I, I, I want everybody to hear his side of the story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> okay, so so then uh, because the the greatest uh, travesty in the history of sports, Michael Air Jordan did defeat the microwave. Yes, uh, he Vinny did. Johnson. He should have. And there, uh, so so Air so Air is a better nickname than the microwave. <laughs> okay, okay, people. Um, anyway. I, I'm just going to move just past move that. Just move past Michael it. Jordan. It's all right. So it's going to be the dream versus air. So the, it's literally dream versus air. Dream versus air in this coming. Uh, so so jump on Facebook, on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast Facebook page. We will have – I will put it up tonight. Uh, we will have it uh, – so j- just get on and vote. Whoever is the better nickname, not the better player, the better nickname, if you like the dream or if you like air – Jordan better jump on there and vote. Um, speaking of Facebook, if you are joining us tonight on Facebook Live, we are on every Wednesday on Facebook Live. Thank you very much for joining us. Please feel free to comment um, as we go along, and we try to do uh, we try to keep up with your comments. We don't probably see all of them because we're trying to uh, to get the show going. But yeah. uh, Chris is very good at keeping up with that stuff. I'm very poor at it. Do the best we can. Uh, right. So. 
anyhow, so moving into these to these conference tournaments, right? First of all, I think we're going to start. We like to try to try to cover as many of the area teams, and when I say area, within a couple of hours of where we are in Cincinnati, um, you know, we we covered Xavier quite a bit last last week. Um, we we definitely try to give UC some run, but your Kentuckys, Louisvilles, uh, you know, any team within an hour or two of us, we like to we like to try to cover. That's mostly the listeners we get right now. Uh, if you have a team, if you have a favorite team though, and you want us, uh, you want our opinions on it, jump on Facebook. To be honest, if we don't talk about them and you want our opinions on it, they're probably not going to be that great. Because eh, we talk about I'll, what we know. I'll look into it and form an opinion though. There you go. You I'm know? good with that. I'm good with that. All right. Uh, okay. So, um, okay. So jumping right in, we're gonna go south a couple uh, a couple hours and uh, go to Lexington. Let's talk about Kentucky and the SEC. Look, tournament. this is the easiest. This is the easiest of the seeds uh, of the local teams of your 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 NKU's, your Ohio State's, your UC's, Xavier, Kentucky. This is the easiest of all of them. Right now, Lenardi's got him on a one seed. Uh, Duke is no longer in that one level for him at this point. And and I I think this Kentucky team is one of the best defensive teams I've seen Coach Cal have since he's been at Kentucky. By the way, Coach Cal, uh, we appreciate you watching all the time. Congratulations on your three hundred. 100th uh, victory at Kentucky. That's pretty amazing. He, I feel like he hasn't been there that long to get 300 wins yeah, at I, Kentucky. Yeah, he's been there a while. He is. Uh, so uh, congratulations. Uh, thanks for watching and all the comments. Uh, but anyway. Speaking of the comments, not sure why. Nobody's hearing any audio. That's okay. Oh, <laughs> um, is that right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on with the Facebook live feed. Uh, I think – I don't know. It's saying bro- uh, broadcast interrupted on my. Oh, there it is. So it's up. I think people can see us. They just can't hear us. That's right. Uh, Adam's going to talk about Kentucky, and I'll see if I can fix it. We'll we'll figure something out. So in this SEC tournament, Kentucky did end up with the two seed. Um, they have a they. I don't like their draw for winning this tournament because they're going to have to play Tennessee in the semifinal game. Now, uh, they're going to play the winner on Friday. Kentucky will play the winner of Alabama Ole Miss, who plays tomorrow, Thursday. Um, I, I'm really torn on that game, so but I don't think it's going to matter. I think Kentucky's going to beat Alabama or, or Mississippi, um, but then they're going to have to face – um, the winner of probably Tennessee and Mississippi State, which I think is going to be Tennessee. And Tennessee spent some time as the number one team in the country this year. Um, that team is tough. They Edwards, are tough. Uh, Showfield, that kid is the, – the whole team, it's a it's a resilient team. They, they hustle like crazy everywhere they go. I really enjoy watching those guys. Yeah. So, But, you know, Kentucky, they, they're going to really have to earn it is what I'm saying. They're going to have to beat Tennessee, and then they're going to have to beat LSU, South Carolina, Auburn, whoever comes out of that top bracket. So they're going to have to win two really tough games. Now, for a team like LSU or South Carolina or Auburn, maybe even an Arkansas or Florida goes on a great run, um, they're coming out of that top. So LSU is going to be the best team uh, in that top bracket. So you're going to have if you're in that top bracket, you're going to have to beat one of those teams and then you don't have to face Kentucky or Tennessee until the championship game. Now, that might make for a South Carolina, an Auburn, a Florida, an Arkansas, one of those teams that might be on the bubble, um, you know, give them a couple of wins and bolster them into an at-large bid if they lose in the uh, in the conference championship. So, um, anyway, but sticking with Kentucky, 
I don't know. I can't decide whether I think they're going to beat Tennessee. I kind of don't think so. I think Tennessee ultimately now Kentucky's playing their best basketball right so, now. So Tennessee beat Kentucky in Tennessee, beat them pretty well. Kentucky beat Tennessee pretty well at Rupp mm-hmm. in Kentucky. This is an even matchup here. They're going to be uh, in Nashville. I'm going to tell you right now, they might be in Nashville, Tennessee, but they'll be more blue than there will be orange in that place. Yeah, you're probably right. And it's going to be basically a home game for them. Good for you. I I got Kentucky. I think Kentucky wins this game. Kentucky's playing some of their best basketball, and I enjoy watching them play. And besides the fact, um, uh, John Calipari has been basically playing with seven guys. Uh, And um, P.J. Washington's been leading the way for him. They will uh, be back in. Hopefully, we don't know if he's going to be back yet or not, but hopefully they'll be playing eight guys. That makes them a little bit deeper and a much better team uh, going into it. Yeah, the thing about Calipari teams is typically they are a much better team at the end of the year than they are at the beginning of the year. And, of course, they they start out the year in the top five every year uh, because they always have the best uh, recruiting class. But um, And I think that's going to be the case this year again. They're, but, you know, that's the, that's the other thing, too, is these Kentucky teams, they're always really young. So that's, you know, they have – you know, anybody in the country, and they also have the. They're playing I, I, defense I, I, now, but in Reed that, Travis, if Reed Travis makes it back and is able to play in this tournament, I think they win. If he doesn't come back for the SEC tournament, maybe they sit him out a little longer. He doesn't make it back until the NCAA tournament. Then maybe then then it's going to be a little tougher road because they're going to have to play three games, three days basically playing seven guys. They play eight or nine every once in a while, a ninth, sometimes eight. Most of the time eight, but that guy will get five minutes. Uh, uh, Manuel, or uh, Baker Smith will only get about five minutes a game. So he's just kind of a quick blow. So it's it's going to come down to, I think, Reed Travis. Reed Travis is probably uh, one or two, the first or second best player on that team anyway. So when he's back, that team's going to be even better. Now, sometimes for teams like Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, the teams that know they're going to be in the tournament, whether they win their conference tournament or not, sometimes you kind of get the feeling like maybe they're okay with an early exit in the conference tournament because because it, they get a, a, a few extra days rest, you know, um, and, and they get they get extra time to kind of to kind of you know rest up and get healthy. And, you know, get a couple extra practices in, which is a coach's dream. Um, right. So that's that's always interesting to me is seeing these teams like the Kentuckys, like the Dukes, you know, when they do lose in the conference semifinals or even the quarterfinals sometimes, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, we, we don't want to lose, obviously, but guess what? We get we get a little extra time to prepare and, and things like that. So right. um, anyway, so – uh, we don't want to spend too much time on on Kentucky here. Yeah, because... they're gonna they're gonna end up being a number one seed. I think I think that'll stay where they're at, and uh, we'll go from there. Now, if Tennessee beats Kentucky in the semifinal and then wins the conference championship, do you think Tennessee moves into that one spot, and Kentucky moves down to the two? Um, and a, a lot goes into that. I think a, I think a lot goes. Uh, I I don't think so. No, I think Kentucky still holds on to that one seed because really? I don't think Tennessee. I think Tennessee's got a two seed locked up, but I think that's about where they're going to end up losing um, at the end of the year, like they did. I don't I don't see them making that jump. Okay. 
because you, you kind of have a similar situation with Duke and Carolina. You know, after that Duke's, second, but Duke's but Duke's been beat twice by Carolina. That's why Carolina's there now. So right. even if Duke comes back and beats them, I still feel like Carolina holds the edge at this point in time, especially with Zion still not playing. But if Zion Williamson comes back and they beat Carolina and they win the the ACC tournament, you don't think Duke? Yeah, could... then I think I, I if Zion Williamson's on that team. He's, they're going to get a number one. They'll end up with a number one seed, and they win the tournament. They'll end up with a number one seed. The, 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 the committee seems to look at who's injured, who's not, who's coming back, when they're coming back, and, and, and makes adjustments based on that. Mm-hmm. So I do think that that's just my personal opinion. I don't – look, I'm not Joe Lenardi. All I know is both those guys are going to be a one or a two seed. They're going to be locked up pretty well. Right. So they're going to be sitting pretty no matter where they're at. Unlike, unlike, I feel – the UC Bearcats, who currently Joe Lenardi has at a seven seed. Yes, uh, and and they're a two seed in the American Athletic Conference. And tournament. Houston is a better team than UC. They Houston are. is a very good team, and UC UC is played extremely well and has a has had a really good year for a, for the type of year that everyone thought they were going to have. Everybody assumed UC and Xavier were going to have the similar type of year, a down year, still good, but down year. That team has played well. Obviously, Mick keeps that defense going. They've been down a lot. They've made a lot of second-half comebacks, uh, which is fun. It's always somebody different that steps up, it seems like. Uh, you got Cumberland, who's there every week. Cumberland is always the guy. Now, lately, he's been – You've been seeing a lot of the videos. He's getting held all the time. They're beating him up, pushing on him, pulling on him. Not a lot of things being called. In the conference tournament, you're going to see that stuff start getting called. Things get tighter. I feel like things always seem to get tighter. Maybe not as much in the conference tournaments, but definitely once it gets to the NCAA tournament. That's going to free them up. But between uh, Najir Najir Brooks, is that the way you say his first name? Najir? I think so. Uh, Between Brooks, Jennifer, Broom, somebody stepping up consistently for these guys to be that second guy, um, which has been what they need. And, 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 you know, I think – can they make a run? They play such with they if they play defense. They play such because they didn't against Houston in that last right, game. Right. If they play defense, they can play. They can keep every anybody close, and yeah. they've proven they can come from behind. So can they make a run? Can they get to a Sweet Sixteen? Yeah, I think they can make it to a Sweet Sixteen. Does Does Cronin have the the Does a Mick Cronin coach team have that kind of feel to it? Well, this is a you know supposed to be a down year for him, and he usually doesn't make it past the first second game or first weekend. I don't know that it'll happen. I hope that it happens. I hope hope they get to a Sweet Sixteen, but I don't see them being a huge uh, a huge upset team or, or somebody to watch. Well, right now, you know, if if everything holds true, <clears throat> you you mentioned Joe Lenardi has them at a seven seed. They would play Arizona State in the first round, um, and then they would play the number two seed in this case LSU. Um, so they would have to beat Arizona State and LSU. You know those seven, ten games, those eight, nine games. That usually seems where to be where UC kind of ends up, or at least at least in the years like this where they do well in their conference, but they, you know, the the conference isn't incredibly strong. It's not a horrible con. I don't think it's as bad as no. I think some people think. But no, it's not a terrible conference. You have, I mean, it's. I, I compare it a lot to what an A-10 used to be. The A-10 has fallen down. I feel like the AAC, the way that these mid-majors, there's no mid-major really. I mean, there's a, I feel like the mid-major is gone because all those really good mid-major teams are now in big conferences. We've talked about this before. Um, however, you know, VCUs and, 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 and Butlers and Xaviers and all these guys, mm-hmm. 
However, so that takes your A10s and knocks them down a notch, but it takes this new AAC and that's basically what I see is, you know, that's that that old A10 where they could get four teams in, as much as four teams in, or it could be one or two. It just depends on how everybody else plays. But it is a good conference. It has potential to be a good conference. You got UConn in there. I mean, I don't care if UConn's been down for as long as they have. They can – they. it's still the name UConn. Just 10 years ago, I saw the other day – yesterday was the anniversary of the Syracuse-UConn six-overtime game. One of my most – the the best game I've ever watched in my life. I've ne- I, That is the best basketball game I've ever seen. Kemba Walker. Yeah. And and uh, they ended up winning. Um, you, UConn lost that game and ended up winning a national championship. That was just ten years ago. That's yeah. not that long ago. They right. still got a name. They can they that that conference can be very good. I have that game on DVD. Do you? I do. <laughs> Me and Mike Little stayed up, watched that whole game. Wow. We were laying in bed together, holding hands. Oh my god. That really that's, didn't happen. We were cute. we were sitting on a couch. That's very cute. Uh, not on the no. He was on a chair. I was on the couch. Sitting on the couch, holding hands. Oh, um, UConn. He wishes. Uh, <laughs> UConn, uh, I, I'm not sure it's going to happen for the Huskies this year because if they beat USF, no. if they beat if they beat South Florida, <laughs> they are uh, they're playing Houston. I'm just saying that 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 school, that <laughs> that, that that that, that uh, conference has potential to to get as many as four or five teams in when they're all playing well. Definitely, I, I, the top five teams are good enough to be in the tournament. I think for sure. Um, at, at least the way they're seated in this, you know, because you got Houston, you got Cincinnati at two, Temple at three, UCF at four, and Memphis at five. I think all five of those teams are good enough. Sure. Um, now, I think having finally gotten to sit down and watch Houston last week when they did beat UC, unfortunately. Buddy, I'll tell you what. It was – they're, they're a good teams. They're really good. They're, they're a good really, team. Really, really I good. mean, I, I can see them. I, I'm not sure where Lenardi's got them right now, but I can, I'm can. i going to tell you right now, that Houston team – is a team that you can see making a run because they can score, they can play. They can they can score against some of the best defensive teams in the country. They did it against UC. They mm-hmm. did it twice against UC. Yeah. So it it can be that team um without a doubt I think has room to make a run in this tournament. They are and they can be a good defensive team too. Um they right now he's got them at a 3 seed yeah. playing Harvard in the first round. I was going to say 3 or 4 but I couldn't find them on there so. Yeah. And and they would have to play uh, Nevada or Texas. You can't even the, the the teams. Tennessee. This means nothing. It, I'm going to tell you right nothing. now, it means right. nothing. The seeding is what means something to me. Who they're playing and who they may play that means nothing in this. Lenard, like that's got nothing. right. It's a guess. Sure. It is a guess. But but, but it's the seed that matters to me because the, sure. it's it's a. I mean, but but the draw does depend. I mean, it depends on what kind of draw you do get. Sure. Because you could end up in in a in a killer East and. <laughs> And end up having being like UC a couple years ago and win one game and have to play. Yeah, and sometimes there's a big difference between the best two seed and the worst two seed, or the best three seed and the worst three seed. Sure. Sometimes it's a pretty big gap. Uh, so it depends on who you're going to have to play in that second round or third round. Um, okay. So anyway, so um, so so as far as the American um, Conference tournament, do you see UC? So they would have. Uh, they play on Friday at seven o'clock against the winner of Tulsa and SMU. Assuming they win that game, they would play the winner of Temple and likely Wichita State, which is probably going to be Temple because Wichita State's down a little bit th- this year. So, say UC plays Temple's, Temple. Temple's played well. They have played really well. Um, so, I, I mean, do you see them beating Temple? Yeah. Okay. Then, in that case, they would end up with a with a matchup again in the in the championship game against likely Houston. So they if they play Houston in the championship game, 
It's my, probably going to be an L. It's more than likely. Uh, will it be a good game? I would hope it would be a good game. Chances? I mean, I don't know. Uh, Houston's got a ways to go to get to Memphis. Uh, you know, it's not a bad – maybe UC gets a good draw down there, becomes like another home game on a neutral court. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a possibility. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I don't. I think we kind of are on the same page there. We both probably see Houston winning that conference championship. But um, UC is – you know, they've got – They've got a good chance to at least make the championship game. So I'm not sure that's going to even change their seed anyway. You know, maybe they bump to a six, but I, I don't know. The way that the way that they ended the season uh, really seemed to be struggling at the end of the year. They lost to USF and and uh, they lost to uh, Houston back-to-back games. I mean, you, they need a run. If there's ever a team that needs to win a few games in a conference tournament, I think it's them. Uh, one thing, you know, Nick, Nick, Mick, Nick. Mick Cronin yeah. came out the other Nicholas, day after Nicholas they Cronin. lost to Houston and, and decided he was going to call Luke Fickle and get some football players to try out, and they were having open tryouts this past Monday. I haven't heard how that open tryout went uh, or if anybody on his uh, you know scholarship team has make, made the trip to Memphis or not because he wasn't sure if they were going to. Yeah. But uh, hey, UC's yeah. had football players on their team before. Plenty of times, sure, during the glory days. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't, what do you think about that? What do you think about that move by Mick? What Listen, I, gimmicks are a thing that coaches do all the time, right? You have burying film, burning film. Uh, you know, they, they won't watch game film after a terrible loss. They'll just burn it right there, do something crazy to act like that game never happened, move on and go. You see stuff like that all the time. What do you think about a guy coming out and saying, we're having open tryouts for the conference tournament, and, and that, and I'm not kidding. He he said, and I'm, and he said he's not kidding at all. There's no joking there. They're literally going to have a tryout, except they are not. Well, sure, right? I mean, sure, <laughs> sure. Of course, um, they're not. That's what annoys. Ah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't do anything to me. I, I don't think. I I think it's just a coach being frustrated at the end. You know, he after was frustrated. after a bad loss, it was a bad loss. He, I mean, the guy looks frustrated constantly, he like does, never yeah. ending. Yeah. Um. But they can be up by twenty, and he looks like they they're losing by thirty. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. Um, but he was frustrated. He said that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Now, I saw uh, a uh, actually a Xavier fan on Twitter, uh, you know, who who is always out to disparage UC. Like that's he he roots against UC more than he roots for Xavier. And I see I see honestly I see it even more from UC people doing that. But. And it's it's become like my least favorite thing on Twitter, like more so than politics, maybe even like you see in Xavier fans instead of supporting their teams, um, you know, have like coming up with bad things to say about the other guy or about like unprompted too, like, OK, like the week that you play in the Crosstown shootout. OK, maybe. Sure. But then but three months after that. I why, talk, what's why listen, are you why is your goal to just make UC look as bad as you can or Xavier look as bad as you can because you're so insecure it's it's insecurity I completely really agree is. here's and and I don't know if it's insecurity or if it's just uh, to be honest I think what it is is just like that fan in 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 Utah I think there are just fans both sides that because that you know that fanatic that fan they get they get a little crazy. They get they get out of their. It's not really who that person probably is. I I feel like 
I feel like it's not. I feel like if you're a fan of a team and you listen to somebody talk about their team, that's probably not a good representation of who they are in real life. Either way, either way, Maybe. I do think it's ridiculous. I think that's the fan at the game that's yelling and screaming negative things all the time. I hate that more than anything. Stay positive, cheer your team on, and when if if we beat UC. I want nothing more than for UC to win every single game they play after sure. that. It's the best thing that can happen to us. Of course. Even if we lose to UC, I want UC to win every single game afterwards. Right. I don't know why that becomes such a big thing. Back in the day, it was tough for me when I was a kid. Sure, I hated UC. I went against them all the time. Now, I realize that that's actually a good thing mm-hmm. when they win. No matter what, if we lose or win in the Crosstown Shootout, it is a good thing when UC wins their games. I want them to win. It says something about your schedule, yeah. It, it helps I, your strength it, of schedule. Right? Does that mean I have – I mean, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a fan of UC, but I'm not going to root against them. I want them to win. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of their coach. I like a lot of their players. I really like Cumberland. I think that kid is phenomenal. I, I That kid is fun to watch. He is a physical specimen. He's strong. I, I couldn't believe it. He, the kid's like 6'2", 6'3". He's, is he? Yeah, he is small. That. That's what I thought too. I thought he was like six, 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 seven, mm-hmm. and uh, pulled him up there. He he's a little guy, but he is so physically uh, uh, into. Well, he they got him at six five. I thought he. Was, I guess I read that wrong too. Anyway, well, so uh, either way, he was the he's the uh, athletic uh, AAC American player of the year. Yeah, yeah, right. So good for him, and and I and and I hope they make a run. I hope they play well. I don't see them beating Houston. Uh, I think Houston is just that much better of a team. UC is going to be really good next year. If Cumberland comes back especially, I don't know if he will, but if he does, that team's going to be scary good. Okay, so speaking of uh, UC and Xavier, moving into – that's that's the big thing too is is people want to disparage and troll the other team, but more, more than anything else, their conference. Like – like, you know, some Xavier fans want to say the American Athletic Conference is such a joke. It's, you know. Okay. And and then some Xavier – and then, of course, all UC fans want to say the Big East is Isn't nowhere it? near what it was. It's a, so here's it's the a deal. garbage it, conference be, now can, because well, we're out of it and Xavier's in it. Well, that's not the reason it's garbage now. Right. And it's not garbage now. It's not it's, garbage now. The, both, both leagues are good. The Big East is, is, is a little bit better than the AAC. But as a Xavier fan, I know that I dealt with that my – for a long time, listening to how bad the A-10 was when they made it to the Big East and how great the Big East was, and that's what they're playing in. And, and even though we consistently beat them when they're in the Big East, that's that's all I care about is the head-to-head. But to be honest, yeah, the Big East is not the same old Big East. I have no problem admitting that. There's also not 16 teams in this in the Big East either anymore. You know, right. there's 10 teams. Right. Uh, not all of them are great. Not all of them are bad. We've got two national championships since we've been in this Big East. I mean, that was a Villa, they are Villanova. Rid- they were a ridiculous <laughs> yeah, team, a- <laughs> but uh, you know I don't I don't you know it is what it is. We we were in a bad conference for a long time. They were in bad conference. They got in a good conference. They're back. They they made a step back. We made a step up. It is what it is. Right. Okay. So now moving into the Big East conference tournament, Xavier has a four seed, right? And they've got Creighton. They've got Creighton on Thursday. Um, so the two hottest teams probably in the Big East right now. Creighton currently sitting on Joe Lenardi's last four in. Mm-hmm. Xavier in, is currently in the not next, anywhere. <laughs> no, he's got he's got he's got first four in, first four out, and then a next four out. And oh, Xavier okay. was on the next four out. Oh, I didn't see. So that. we're eight away now. So that tells me 
that if they beat Creighton, that knocks them down, probably knocks us up. Uh, a lot of things would have to happen. They basically have to win the Big East tournament. That's that's maybe if they make it to the Big East championship game and and lose in the Big East championship game in a close game to like a Marquette, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure if they would end up playing Marquette before that or not. No, that would Marquette be would that would be the championship game. So if they were to lose a close game to like a Marquette, maybe that gives them a chance. If uh, say let's say. Uh, Indiana beats Ohio State tomorrow and then immediately loses their next game. That could and we win and make it to the championship make it to the championship game. There's a chance we could knock both of those guys down a notch, but I don't know. I think they gotta win the Big East tournament to really even have a chance. You wanna you wanna be sure you made it in the tournament, win the Big East tournament. Yeah, you're gonna have to. Now if you make it to the championship, that means beating Villanova. That means beating Creighton, beating Villanova. Um and then you're you're in you're in the the championship game and then yeah you're gonna have to beat Marquette. And maybe it's not Seton it's Hall, not a given that Villanova Georgetown. it's not a given that you're playing Villanova. Villanova is not playing good basketball right now. Right. Well, yeah. Providence beat Butler uh, today, so handedly. Be, and Providence yeah. is a good has Providence has good has a good team. They're not a good team this year, but they have talent on that team and have beaten Villanova once already. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, but. By, by virtue of what we know about their teams, you would think Villanova. Uh, so you know Xavier would beat a pretty good Creighton team, a really good Villanova team, and then they would you know it would be Mark. And I'll tell you, speaking of people who there, there's no guarantee. The way Marquette's lost uh, at the end of the season, Georgetown or Seton Hall could could get past them. Sure. And, uh, you know you could have a, a Xavier Georgetown championship game in the like big i east, said you know? it's possible for this the big east this is not a great i mean there's no i mean marquette is the standout team in this big east but there's no team that can't be defeated especially at the end of this year both villanova and marquette struggling a little bit at the end of the year it is possible that xavier could uh you know get a little bit of a run and 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 play a lower i mean they're obviously going to be playing well to beat those teams but if you end up against a georgetown you have a lot of confidence in that game now sure Especially yep. with Najee Marshall coming back. Yeah. Um, okay. So, we, I think we agree. Xavier has to, at the very, very least, make it to the championship. If they win, obviously they're in. If not, it's going to be it's it's going to depend on a lot of other teams on what a, a lot yeah. of other teams do. So, uh, they they can only control as much as they can and and keep winning. But even if they even if they make to the championship and lose, it's going to be out of their control. Right. I and, said and Providence beat Villanova once. They didn't. Oh, okay. So apologize. Well, hey, you look fact you, checking it, man. You, fact checker. You tricked me. Um, <laughs> just be confident. You don't have to be right. Just be confident. Just be confident. <laughs> just make it look like you know what you're talking about. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so so we covered Kentucky. We covered UC. We covered Xavier. I don't want to get done with this without talking about the shot two nights ago. And uh, and and what happened last night uh, with NKU in the Horizon League? Yeah, uh, so NKU after they made it to the uh, so what was it like seven or eight years ago? They were a Division two team. Was it even that long? They're, yeah, uh, yeah, it was. It was because they had to play five years in Division one before they were eligible to make the tournament. Right. Last year was the first year they were eligible. Right. Was, was, was last year years, the first year? Maybe two years ago. Two was. years ago was the first year that they made it to the tournament. That was. Okay, it was and somewhere then, in yeah. there, something like so, that. So, yeah. Maybe it was three years they had to play. Either way. Right. So, anyway, uh, for the second time in three years, 
NKU won the Horizon League, uh, cha- you know, tournament, and Drew McDonald is going to go down as he's their he's their senior leader, uh, their best player. He's going to go down. A lot down of people as, talking about him being the best player in NKU history. Very possibly. Very possibly. I mean, you know, I think I think uh, Walt Kelsey might have something to say about that. And when, <laughs> if, if, when when Drew McDonald throws up fifty in a game, then then maybe he can come talk to me. Drew McDonald may have not had as good an individual game performance as uh, of as course Walt it was D one versus D two. So right, that's true. Yeah, but either way, uh, Drew McDonald, a a kind of a hometown guy. He went to Newport Central Catholic around here, um, so he he's a Northern Kentucky guy. Played, stayed at home, played at NKU. He has been fantastic. He's a double-double machine, um, and he helped them to a really, really good season. He struggled in that game, though. In in the semifinal game, he struggled. He was 8-for-9 from three going into the last minute of the game. 8-for-9 uh, from three is really good. I'm sorry. 0-for-9? <laughs> he, he was 1-for-9. 1-for-9. <laughs> sorry. So, uh, yeah, 8-for-9 would be fantastic. He's, he he missed, struggled. He missed yeah. 8 of 9 threes. That's what I meant to say. So, he uh, he was struggling in that game. In fact, the game was tied with 30 seconds left, and they had the ball, and he was on the bench, which is crazy if you think about it. That is crazy. Uh, 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 was it Wright State? Or, or who are that, they playing? That's who in that they game? played. That's uh, who they just played for the championship. Right. Um, Whoever the game was before that, they yeah. they they came down. Uh, it was kind of a kind of a, a weird foul that went on. They hit two free throws. They're up by two, and then they put him back in the game. So it's weird that he wasn't in. You know, this could have easily gone down as being one of the worst coaching, you know, <laughs> moves, and people be talking about something in that because that could have been the last when they after they shot the ball. There's an opportunity for them to not get the ball back. Right. So he may have. I mean, there was an opportunity for him to not get the ball. Yeah. In that situation. It, so, uh, congratulations to NKU though. So yeah, and that and that play, he he knocked down the three pointers, a pick and pop, which he's a big guy. He'll go down and score on you. Uh, you know, he'll he'll back you down and and make a post move and score over either shoulder, and then he'll he'll jump out and and knock down a three, and that's exactly what he did. Pick and pop. Got the uh, they doubled the ball, got the pass, knocked it down with what was like under three seconds. It was a second, one and a half seconds to go or something like that. Moved on to the championship game. They did beat Wright State, um, who was the number one seed in that tournament. So NKU is uh, is for the second time in three years going to the NCAA tournament. Congratulations, they uh, Joe Lenardi. Very good. Th- thank you, audience. Uh, Joe Lenardi has them right now as a 14 seed playing, uh, who was it? Somebody that they're not going to beat. Uh, playing Purdue. Hey, Purdue. I'm not I'm not saying anything because that kid, that just, just with a guy like Drew McDonald on a team, uh, especially him being a big guy on your team, mm-hmm. uh, so you're not going into a game already outmatched by somebody else's big guys, which is usually what happens to these 13, 14, 15, 16 seeds. They're just, they're just outsized and can't compete with that kind of size. Yeah. They've got a player that can compete in that in that way, which makes them scary. I, yeah. I'd love to see them win a game. I'd love to see NKU win a game. So I'd I. love to see it for Drew McDonald because he's a senior, mm-hmm. and that would be a unbelievable way to leave the to leave school with a win in the NCAA tournament. The kid would definitely go down as the greatest player in NKU history in that case. But um, yeah, I mean it's possible. You know why not? We saw a 16 seed go down last year. 
There's parity in college basketball more than ever before. St. Mary's just beat Gonzaga. I thought Gonzaga was one of the top three teams in the country. They are one of the top three teams in the country, but they can be beat. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, and this is a down year for St. Mary's. This isn't like, St. oh, I don't want to call it a down year. I mean, St. Mary's is still good, but it's not the St. Mary's getting a four or five seed uh, like two, three years ago. They are they are perennially, perennially the second or third best team in the West Coast Conference. Um, and I think they were again this year, but the gap between Gonzaga and St. Mary's or whoever the second best team it's was. It's not even close. Enormous this year, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was – so, okay, that brings me to a swipe left, swipe right. Okay. Even after all this we've talked about, swipe left or swipe right, conference tournaments. Oh, swipe right. I absolutely love conference. This, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't, it's hard for me to say. I'm not going to say that it's almost as good as the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, but it's more important. So to, to watch these games, I think this is more, more important. You know, that's loser go home there, but. This is people are fighting for everything in this to this, get a chance to get this is tournament. everybody. This is everybody's last chance mm-hmm. to make a run and and to see some of the games that get played um, in the conference tournament are just as fun and just as exciting as anything you see in the NCAA tournament. It just doesn't get the hype that the NCAA tournament does. But I love conference tournaments. Absolutely love them. The old Big East tournaments when there was seven, 27 teams or whatever before the right before the Big East went down, when they had brought in Louisville and UC and they had I don't even know who all was in the Big East at, at one point in time. That was fun. It was a ton, it was almost like a mini NCAA tournament. Yeah, it was. And that way they were it was the I mean, they rivaled AC, the ACC every year oh, for, 100%. for the best, yeah. you know, best yeah. uh, conference. But, um, okay, so I agree with everything you said except for the swipe. I swipe left. Conference tournaments are awesome. They're so exciting. Um, they are – I mean, they you, you see the buzzer beaters and the upsets, and the, it's really, really exciting so to what, follow. So what's the left swipe about? Swipe left because it, in some cases – it eliminates a body of work, a, a team, especially these lower level conferences, where a team will go, they can go 28 and 2 and go undefeated in the conference, and they they lose in the conference tournament and they aren't getting an at large bid. Okay, I mean, that, well, that's not going to happen. Wolford was getting an at large bid, whether they won or lost in that conference. Possibly, tournament. but they no, that they happens. were they were they were they were a twenty seed in the they were twentieth in the nation. They were getting an at large bid. It was going to happen. If, that that was going to happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. If you if you're the those those the, like I said before, there's no mid majors out there anymore. The, but there the, are. The, the mid-majors that were years ago, the Gonzagas, the Xaviers, those guys aren't anymore. But but you still have those lower-level conferences, the Ionas I feel like the, and the South Dakota States. I feel like those. the big conferences have grown so much that there's such a there's a much larger gap now than there used to be. There used to not be that gap because you had VCU, you had uh, Xavier, Gonzagas, you had Memphis, you had... Different teams like that that were in that 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 mid that middle range, they're not in there anymore. They're all playing in bigger conferences now. That that so then mid major is not the thing. It's but there are low majors. Sure. Now. Oh yeah. Okay. Then that's what I'm I'm talking those about. I'm, I'm talking about those as mid majors. I guess thinking there's no lower level. But I okay. So there's a lower level and there's 
the high the the upper level, right? So, but then for those lower level teams, that's that's what I mean. There's you know you you see teams that win. How often does that happen? It happens like, every year. That there's a every that there's a year. team that could have gotten an at large at large bid if there wasn't a conference tournament. That no, that a team yeah, that a team. So yes. you're still you still want no 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 you no, still want no. them to have an automatic bid for their conference for their conference you just don't want it exactly. to be because of the conference of the tournament. tournament you want right. it to be like the Ivy League where you always had to it was the winner of the conference yes that's the correct that made, way to do it now well they are the Ivy exciting. League so they're probably the smartest it's exactly exactly that's that's a perfect exactly so. <laughs> But that's what I mean. It's, it, a, it's you, a perfect exactly. You have to. It's a perfect exact. Perfect exactly. And um, <laughs> seriously, though, yeah, it, it, it's your body of work over an entire course of a season, playing your your ten, twelve, whatever it is, games, sixteen games, or whatever of conference play throughout the entire your ups and downs your highs and lows your your you know m- losing people to injury getting them back all that stuff the teams that that play the best the most consistently and win the most games those people should be rewarded for their conference championships instead of the team who would have no shot of making the NCAA tournament if they didn't win three games in three days, I mean, I, I I'm just I I I just don't know how how often that happens. Either way, how often is there a team that wins the conference tournament that wins a conference tournament that I mean, one would be if Xavier were to win that they would be one. Right. How often does that really happen? I feel like it happens every single year in at least one conference. But what I really do. I mean, in in one of the big conferences, one of the big six. Not necessarily one of, but it doesn't matter. That's what I'm. That's I mean, it happens the most. But the, in the low, those other conferences. conferences are only getting one guy in anyway. So and exactly. that guy's probably going to get in. But 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 you're not going to get your, the, you know, the winner of the, of the regular season championship is not necessarily your Iona's. You're not going. You win. You go. You know. You lose two or three games and win your. Cha- you know your conference championships. And you, you win lose. your. You win the conference. You become the conf- You 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 win the conference. The regular season. Regular conference season. Champion. Conference champion. I understand what you're saying. I still like to be. I like tournaments. Let's play them. Let's have them mean something. If you don't have them mean anything, then why play them? Exactly. Don't play them. <laughs> so just start the tournament a week early. Just just start. Yes. Yep. Because that way you can get it into March anyway. You're playing like into so the, you're going to take away. So you're going to take away conference tournaments from me. You're trying to take my 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 prep week, my 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 purport, my preparatory, yes, pre- preparatory, preparatory, whatever word. The, you're going to take my fun, the 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 early excitement, the the, the most little, the little giddiness, the little giddiness I get. In in conference tournament, you want to take that from me? I want to and make me just jump straight into the tournament. I want to take it from you, and I want to take it from myself because, like I said, I feel exactly the same way you do about it. I love the conference tournaments. I just think they're stupid and they shouldn't be had. <laughs> oh, that's rough. I don't. Oh man, they're, I still, they're, they're, I still, they're, I, I understand. Unfair. Listen, they're let me unfair tell you, unfair is what I believe. I understand where you're coming from. Complete. I, I understand. 
So you're what about what about like uh, in so in in, in football? I guess that's different because you're taking two teams. You're not. It's not. It's you're really taking the top two teams in each conference and letting them play for the championship. You're not taking. You're not letting everybody have an opportunity. So I guess it's a little different in football. So I can't make that comparison. I don't. I don't know what to compare it to. I just don't. I. I. I love. I love it too much. And if you take away the fact that they get a bid from it, then then you take away the point of even having it, and then we wouldn't have it. Now I'm not having as much fun, less college basketball. That is the sole reason I swipe right now. I understand what you're saying, and I feel bad. I feel bad for you little guys. That that, that I feel bad. I do. (laughs) I don't think UConn would have made the tournament that year that they won the Big East tournament and then won the national championship. Syracuse beat them in that six-overtime game. Syracuse won that game. Oh, that was in the that was in the tournament. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Syracuse won but, that game. UConn lost. Got a four seed or something. Four or they were low. They might have been a six seed, and they ended up running the tournament. Okay. Okay. So bad example there, or uh, bad uh, bad exactly there. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it happens every single year. I'm 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 sure it does, and and I don't think it happens to enough teams to make it worth changing. I need it to happen. I if need it, it happens in, to your team, though, if it's it happens the to my team, deal in the it's, world, it's not the biggest deal. No, it's not because I understand. I understand. Then we should have played better throughout the regular season to get an at-large bid. That's how I feel. We should have done, but, but we should have done more. But if you they, can't in some cases. Those really, those small teams, th- those small conferences, you can you can have an unbelievable season, the best season you've ever had in your school's history, and because. Because you play in the MIAC, you don't. You win the you win the regular season championship, lose the, the tournament, Mac. and they just you're just not ranked high enough. I don't know man. to pe- no. to people who you're not. But you you, you, but don't, you, you know didn't what, get though? the opportunity to play. You those know what? Teams. Here's the deal: we're letting you in. You wouldn't be if that's the case. Then I if you're not going to play conference tournaments and give people away in that way, I then then get rid of get rid of uh, one team per conference. Automatically making it in. I don't want any, I don't want you in there. In, I want you to play. For, I'm now. Now you're making me mad. You're making me <laughs> mad now. I'm taking away your you know, automatic bid now. You know what's funny? You're gonna do that. I'm taking your automatic bid away. Okay. Now I, only the best teams are playing for the for in the in the NCAA tournament. Now that I made you mad, happy anniversary because it's been a year since we've been doing this. Hey. Because because we had this exact same conversation last year. We probably did. Yeah, so so congratulations, and thank you to everyone who has listened to the Nosebleeds podcast uh, for a year or for close to a year or even for one episode. We appreciate it, but we've been doing this for a year, and we plan on being here for another 50. Yeah. That's how much fun I'm having. I'm using the buttons on my on <laughs> they, the iPad today. The clap button's getting a lot of play tonight. Yeah. Um, okay, Let's let's move into this, okay? I had no I'm not starting a I'm not starting an historical speech here but I had a dream okay Let's hear it, Mark 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 Ma- Yeah <laughs> Martin the Reverend the Reverend Mark Luther King <laughs> Jr. Don't do that uh, now Come on Martin <laughs> what we got All right um my dream this past weekend was now I've I've lost at this point I've lost some of the details 
But here's here's the biggest part. So before we get into this, I don't know how crazy this is going to be. I haven't heard it yet. But for the last four weeks now, we've we've talked about Adam's Saturday dreams. He has a dream every Saturday. Don't know why. <laughs> Just every thing. Saturday he remembers his dreams. Weirdest thing. So so that's where this is coming from. Go ahead. Okay. Now this Saturday, you know what? It was it was Saturday morning. It was Friday night, Saturday morning this time. This this weekend, so it's oh, always it wasn't either, Saturday night. It just a, has yeah. to be. It, it's a weekend. It has thing. to be a weekend. Deal. I don't know gotcha. what the deal is with that. Anyway, the only the big thing that I remember, my um, so I I'm terrified of snakes. Like if I see a snake, uh, it's it's a bad thing. There was a snake. I don't know where I was. There was a snake though, and one of my uncles from my that married into my dad's side. Okay. So not from our our side of the family, but one of my uncles from my, from that married into my dad's side of the family was there as well. I think there were some other people there, but he's the only one I really I really conversed with, I guess. Okay. I'm terrified of the snake. I'm like, oh my god. So my uncle's like, what What's the big deal? You know, it's it, it doesn't hurt if he bites you. It doesn't even really hurt, right? Which is what yeah. people have been telling me about dog bites all these years. Like, no, yeah, they hurt. Just, no, they hurt. Do they hurt? Sure. Because yeah. people just, it, like, when they play with their dogs and stuff oh, like that. that no, that doesn't hurt. See, but that still looks like the same bite to me. <laughs> that, that looks like the same <laughs> if thing If it's not breaking me. skin, it ain't no big deal. But, well, okay. So, that's basically what my uncle's telling me. Okay. It, you know, this snake, even if he bites you, it's not going to hurt that much, right? So, he's like, he's like, here, look. Let's the snake bite him. Okay? He's like, See? Not that big a deal. So I'm still like petrified. I'm sure. s- I'm I'm shaking. I'm get that keep that thing away from me. Yeah. But he's like trying to convince me. Like, look, it's not a big deal. You know, it's just a snake. You know, even if it. Bi-. So I, I he picks it up and he like brings it to me, and I'm like like crouching down. My every single muscle <laughs> in my body is tense, and and uh, and he brings it over. And I like he kind of puts it on me and like kind of like, you know, puts the head on my arm. The snake bites my arm. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like looking at it, biting my arm. And I'm kind of realizing that like he was kind of right. Like it didn't really hurt that much. It felt like a little pinch or a little sting, but it didn't hurt that much. But I'm still a snake is biting me, which is like one of the worst things that I could ever possibly imagine. So I'm still really scared, but at the same time, this snake is biting me, and I'm like, oh, actually, okay, I think I'm surviving this, and it, like I'm, you know, this is like I'm just I'm dealing with this, I'm doing it. Right. Um, end of dream. That's it. End of dream. It just ended. <laughs> and you were so nervous, you woke up. I was so freaked out about the snake that was on me that you woke up. Look, I'm I feel, listen. I feel I'm like just, I'm feeling a snake on the back of my. I'm neck just right happy now. that you remember your dreams. I, I cannot tell you the last dream I remember. Yeah, well, what was the last? I don't know. I can't tell you the last dream I remember. Probably when you were sleeping on the couch at U.S. Bank. Probably U.S. Bank, yeah, because <laughs> I could do whatever I wanted in that case. That thing was magic. <laughs> Controlled dreams, first man ever. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about that, but if I am, then everybody needs to sleep on that couch. <laughs> the, magic that right couch. Now. The, the magic couch. The magic couch. Uh, it wasn't comfy at all. No. <laughs> Might be why. Maybe that's why. I was never actually asleep. <laughs> you were daydreaming. I was just daydreaming. How exactly. much? Do, how often do you daydream? Uh, oh, dude, I'm. I drive all day long. I'm daydreaming You're constantly. Daydreaming a lot. Then. Oh my yep. gosh, yes. Are you kidding me? So do me? I. Windshield time. I. 
I'm sometimes I'll be daydreaming and I'm two um two or three uh uh what do you call those lanes over and I suddenly you, I got there yeah and suddenly you kind of come to and you're like oh my god how long did that last yeah. what, what have I been I have no I I have not been paying attention to driving for the last ten minutes well that happens whether I'm daydreaming or not so <laughs> <laughs> be safe on the road man hey, come on I rack up a few miles I'm I'm, I'm yeah, doing all you right. do all right yeah. Um, yeah, I daydream like I feel like constantly. Yeah. I just get into the zone and I don't yep. know. I also daydream while I read. <laughs> okay. I end up having to read everything like 15 times. Yeah, I'm, no, a ter- I'm terrible at reading. I'm just yeah. a terrible reader. Comprehension's bad for me. Yeah, I might have the uh, the AD thing. but <laughs> Yeah, whatever it's called now. ADD, right. ADHD. ADHD, LMNOP. Uh, All right, so what do we got next, man? What, what do we got? What do we got next after the after we get into the dream segment? Uh, we're doing we're doing good. The thing that I've been most excited about talking about with you this week, yes, not conference tournaments, not let's, college basketball. Let's talk. Let's talk some NBA. The biggest story. So I'm going to lead it off with this. Let's okay? do it. Big we got three. three things. Big three. Every week we do the big three in the NBA. Try to get the biggest uh, the biggest things that are happening. What is number one this week? The Russell Westbrook versus Utah fan saga. All right, so let me let me start on this. Do it, okay? So Russell Westbrook is caught on video telling a fan he's going to f him up. He, him and his wife. Uh, I promise on everything I love. That's basically what he said. Mm-hmm. They interview the fan. The fan says, look, I didn't say anything except for him to – he's going to need the heat that's on his knees or something like that. He says that's all he said. I don't know what the guy said. I have no idea. Number one, Russ, shut up. <laughs> that's number one. Number two, I guarantee you that fan said something inappropriate. Guarantee it. And I, I don't – it's hard for me to guarantee something, but they've gone back and they've seen his Twitter. He's he said multiple things uh, about about Russell Wilson. You can look it up. It, it, he's deleted his tweeter, tweeter, whatever that thing Twitter. is. He's deleted deleted it. You can go back and find them though. They have them. There's racist comments. There's just straight mean comments. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. So this dude was going there, and and fans pick on on players that they know they can get under their skin and get a rise out of. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's stupid. I probably did it once or twice when I was a kid. It is what it is, or, you know, younger and would yell down in the bullpens at people or something like that. I'm sure I did. But that's when you're a grown man, don't do that. But at the same time, look, Russ, you got to realize something, man. You, uh, you are making a lot of money to play basketball. All right. If you want to have interactions with fans, he's got. He's always having. He he was yelling at some kid's dad in the front row one time because the kid. Come on, man, it's a kid. So you've got to realize that you are not above all these people that are out there. I like the way you show. You sent the thing to me from Jason Whitlock, and and that was awesome. That I think he said it perfectly. But he's got to realize that he's making a lot of money to play this game, and you have got. To, they're going to be trying to do it. They're, in fact, now that they know you get pissed off at them, they're going to come at you even more. So you're going to have to learn to deal with it, brother, and learn to knock it out. They're only doing it for one reason, and it's to piss you off, and it's working. So they're going to continue to do it. You're a thin-skinned cat. It is what it is. I don't like it. 
I don't like that the guys, I don't like fans that yell at players, yell negative things at the other team's players. I'm not a fan of that. I don't like players yelling back into the crowd because I think they're better than that. In the in college, I would be completely okay if, if somebody was talking to somebody like that in college and they went up and beat the guy up in the middle of the stands. I'd be fine with it. They're not making any money. They're... They are they are having getting put through it, and they're kids that these people are yelling at. I'd be fine with that. You're a grown man, number one. Number two, you're making money. This is your job. If somebody came to your job, Adam, and went up to you and said, I don't know, whatever, anything terrible like that, and you just decided to start cussing them out, both of you guys would probably be fired. Okay. Um, that was a terrible. That was a terrible example at the end, but I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's stupid. I wish he, I I think they're both idiots. I think they're both the dumbest people that I can stand. I, I listen, I know you love Russell Westbrook. I can't stand Russell Westbrook. And uh he's almost on Draymond Green's uh level to me. Who we're going to talk about in a little bit here, right. but um as far as Russell Westbrook goes, um I know what you're going to say. Do you? You're going to tell me that you're going to tell me that it's not fair for an NBA player to have to deal with people yelling and screaming at him all the time, and it's just not fair. And I feel like it should be okay for them to just walk up and say whatever they want if somebody can say something to them. Nah, man, this they're there paying. They paid money to come see you so you can get paid. You know what the best part about that <laughs> about that was is it was a perfect impression because <laughs> you're not number one. You're not wrong, <laughs> and number two, <laughs> and number two, you softened your voice because my voice is so much quieter just naturally. I don't know why, but um, I have to really speak up. And sometimes when I say stuff on here and I don't speak up enough, you can't even hear it when you're when I'm listening back to. Usually because um, I'm talking over you. No, I just mean no. Just anyway, I just don't. So speak tell well tell me about tell so, me about how you you're fine with I, it. I don't I don't disagree with 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 most of what you said. Um, first and foremost, both guys I think, um, you know, hold some blame here in this whole thing. Russell Westbrook, without question, crossed the line when he. I think he only crossed the line when he said that he would. Look, that he was going to mess his wife up. I'm going to tell you right now, this whole thing wouldn't have went anywhere if he doesn't say that. If he doesn't say, you and your wife, this is just another stupid thing you see Russ doing. But he said, you and your wife. That's what did it. That is 100% the only reason this is a conversation right now. Because Russ has done this a bazillion times, and it's all been caught on tape. Mm -hmm. But this time, he said something about a woman. That's what did it. Yeah, and I think I think I hope he regrets it. He did. You know? He immediately said he immediately came. That was the very first thing he said without being uh, asked about it. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to. He's a, an incredibly emotional guy. We know that about Russell Westbrook. Incredibly emotional. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that as a, like a, a a precursor to that's an excuse for him. I'm saying he is, and that's you know that's, the that's a, it's it a problem. It's, it's a problem. problem for it is him. yes, and, and so he's very emotional. He's very like you said, thin skinned, um, and you have to be. You have to be in the position he is in. You have to be. You have to have thicker skin, or you are going to get into it with fans. 
And exactly like you said, he has. He's gotten into it with fans more than anybody else, or at least we've seen more than anybody else, because that's the thing. He's a superstar. He's a superstar, and fans are going to go after the superstars. Fans are going to go after the superstars who are who are easily riled up. Yeah. And, and, and he is. He's it's exactly what he is. He, Draymond Green, those guys are emotional guys where you know wear their heart on their sleeve and you know they don't always they don't always think rationally and they they get their their especially when their adrenaline's going during a game that you know really that's the case for everybody even the fans not nearly as much as the players but your adrenaline gets going you really get and you kind of get outside yourself you kind of forget about you know how to behave in a normal in a normal setting you know so and that is the case. That is the case for a lot of guys. It's much more the case for Westbrook than a lot of people. What he said about the guy's wife, inappropriate, crossed the line. It's it's tough because you didn't hear anything on the video from That's, the guy. Yeah, I hate that. I hate I hate you you got one side of it. You got this guy saying that. Right. You got guys on the bench saying that what Russ said the guy said was there. I don't I don't I don't know. It, you know, he told him to get on his knees or told him he had heat on his knees. Whatever. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't know. It fascinates how me how that goes against your family. I don't know. But then again, I right. don't know what else was said. So That that's the other thing too is is Russ Russell Westbrook's thinking about when he brought up that it was a racial comment. Now, Russell Westbrook believes that the guy said, get on your knees like you're used to doing or something along those lines. Right. To to Russell Westbrook, that was a racial comment. I have no clue how that's a racial comment, but I don't – I am not Russell Westbrook. I'm not Raymond Felton. I'm not Patrick Patterson. I'm not Donovan Mitchell. I'm not the guys – I'm not the guys who are – african-american and who grew up and who were african-american people before they were famous and experienced a world and a country there's no way we completely could completely differently neither, neither than of I us did. can talk about it because we, we right. never had to deal with it right so but i i don't from my perspective i do not understand where he came up with that um i've i don't feel like i've ever heard that Use, that's a sexual it's, thing. Yeah, a it's sexual not, not even not even on the the racist side. He also said it was a to, uh, a threat towards his family. Yeah. I don't know how that's going towards his family either. But it, listen, you got pissed off. You took it up. You took it out. You're gonna say everything you're gonna say for to give a reason on why you said it, right. on why you went off. You're gonna come up with every single thing. I don't, don't want to say come up with. You're not gonna come. You you are going to rationalize in your head. Every possible possible way you can to get pissed at this guy, and that's what he came out and said. I I understand what he's saying. I I mean I take that back. I don't understand what he's saying. I understand that he is rationalizing his decision to make this, and he's going to come up with whatever in his brain decides to come up with. That's another part of this whole thing that's fascinating to me. Is even after he had time, another day or whatever, to think about it, to calm down after the game. He, he has been very vocal, and, and it's continuing on from last year in Utah during the playoffs. Same thing happened, and, yep. and or a similar thing happened where he had a run-in or two with fans. And we've heard other players and other people come people in the media have come out and said, you know what, Utah is one of the worst places as far as fans. Sure, Utah, Boston, you've heard Boston's terrible. Sure. It, but and, and, and here's the deal, and, and those are racist things that are said all the time. I'm not saying that there's not. Oh, yeah. And definitely. I know these guys, like, I, listen, you got to put up with a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's 
and, and, and there's no excuse for it. I think the fan, they ban the fan for life. First off, first off, I hate the ban for life thing. There's no <laughs> way do, do in God's green earth you're going to know if that ding-dong rum-dum ever decides to come back to a game in his history. You don't know if he's sitting in the nosebleeds next time or whatever. He can go to any flipping game he wants. Will he be able to sit that close? Probably not. They're going to have his picture. Uh, everybody's going to know what that dude looks like around in the, those ushers down around the bottom. However, at the same time, a lifetime ban in 20 years, that dude wants to come to a game and pays big money to go sit down there. He's going to go sit down there. I'm going to tell you right now, it's stupid that they even say that. They're doing it to cover their own ass. I understand that. Sure. And the guy was a that guy was an idiot and deserves that kind of ban because you shouldn't be saying things like that to another grown man. Just because you paid $400 for a ticket doesn't give you the right to berate somebody. That's ridiculous. It pisses me off more than anything in the world. If anything, the closer you sit, the more respectful you should be to those people. If you ask me, somebody like that should be kicked out before that ever gets to that point. Besides that, I'm getting irritated right now. <laughs> I sat on the floor the other day at a Xavier game. They have a big thing, a card. I mean, it's all about, uh, it's on every single court side seat. It says how, you know, it tells you you know, about being respectful and about what you can and cannot say. And please do not. I mean, you're not even supposed to stand up, <laughs> yeah. which is ridiculous. Uh, it's tough for me to do. Well, but in the first, yeah, in the first row. But anyway, but anyway, what I'm saying is, is I don't care what you paid. I don't care who you are. You're an idiot. That's ridiculous. Don't do that. You're a grown man. You're a grown, a grown man. So shut up. It's very interesting to me because one of the things that I, that I, disagree a little bit with you about from from the first thing you said is for me I don't care if Russell Westbrook's getting playing for free getting paid a dollar a dollar a game or getting paid 10 million dollars a game I don't think that that means that he should have to deal with now some of that stuff no 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 he shouldn't have to deal with it but it's going to happen it's going so down. you're gonna have to deal with it. I that's not. T I'm not telling you that I think it's okay and that you know you just got to deal with it. I still think that guy in, his fa in the stands is an idiot, and I think he's worse off to blame than Russell is. Mm -hmm. At the same time, at the same time, you are getting paid to be in that place to play basketball, and honestly, those fans are there to cheer and scream and yell and do what they can to help their team win. You got the the sixth man, you know, they call him the twelfth the man in football. They're there to be loud and to try to get in the other team's, not to get in the other team's head, but, you know, to throw people off. People take that in a different way. It's going to happen. You're never going to stop people from screaming and yelling at people, at derogatory things at you. It's not, get it in your head, dude. It's not going to stop, especially now. It's going to be worse for you now. Well, worse, but it might not be because especially wherever he goes, security is going to be all over everybody near I'm the tell bench you right now. Everybody is going to be saying everything they possibly can without cursing or saying something uh, 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 sexual or anything like that. But they are going to do everything they can to get in his head. Well, then if but if you can do that without being disrespectful. Okay, and I think he can deal with that. I don't because I, don't I know. think he he's heard that his entire career. But when somebody and he is thinner skinned than most people, so he has turned on some fans and and but 
I, I, I just think. Do you think he hears any more than like LeBron hears or any more than Chris Paul no. hears or any more? No. Than, he hears the same stuff all those guys hear. I agree with you. I agree with you. And he doesn't handle it as well as those guys. No. Do. But at the same time, exactly what he said, and, and he got the support, obviously, from his teammates. And that's the thing, too. Like, when Raymond Felton, Patrick Patterson, they were sitting on the bench, and they said they heard what the guy said. Did you watch them they, in the video? If they if they were so pissed off, why were they just sitting there just looking over? They almost rolling their eyes while it was going on. Yeah, I don't know that they were mad. I, I think they just were – I think they were – you could hear somebody say Russ or something. That was somebody on the said, court. Somebody on the court told him. Yeah, oh, okay. That was somebody on the court talking to him. And, and, yeah, and it was somebody out, out of the out of the camera yeah. view. But, um, and he's like, no, no, I don't care. And, you know, like yeah. he, he was just so far gone at that point. But, you know, those guys supported him. The Utah Jazz players supported him. Other guys, you know, tweeted and stuff from, from around the league. Sure, and sure. And they said, this they has been a problem. What he's wanna... saying is correct. We have to get – better security basically for stuff like this that's and i'm and i'm fine with that you should but at the same time there's no reason to go off no reason to go off on these guys like that i i I think on either side of the ball but it but if you are getting if you are hearing things that you feel like are way over the line you're talking to the wrong guy it's it's hard to go over it'd be pretty hard for 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 somebody i don't know to go over the line with me because, number one, you don't know me. You don't know anything about me, my family. You can say whatever you want. You you might just know something from Google. That's all you know. You don't know. You, I, you don't bother me. In fact, if you're going to say something, I'm probably going to laugh at you before I'm going to get pissed at you. Right. It's a different It's a different situation, though. Like, number one, you are, uh, you are like, in this state of – of like nirvana at all times like you that is not true nothing Ask bother, my kids That's nothing not true. <laughs> bothers you ever <laughs> and uh i wish you could give some of that to russell westbrook and to me he needs it he um, needs it but uh it, it's just there's so many there are so many dynamics to this story that are so interesting to me it, it's unbelievable when i saw the 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 video of russ first and then the video of the guy being interviewed after the game you send them both to me and just and just how opposite they were just how how opposite their stories were like the guy kind of actually came across as like you know kind of a pretty regular decent guy as he's talking about that and he was he was stumbled he stumbled a couple times i could tell when i first watched that video that what he was saying wasn't true Really? Yeah. See, I he fooled me then. As he was talking, he stumbled a couple times because he said he said, and that's well, all. I swear I never cursed. He said, time. "I swear I never cursed." I believe that because he was he was quick and very honest about it. But then when they asked him what he said, he was kind of moving around the words exactly with what he said. He was real quick and talking real easy with the guy, and then they got to that, and it was that's all I said, and you could tell that was not all you said. Well, he tricked me, and he said. He was talking about his wife or whoever she is. She has a different last name. I don't know how she's wife, but, um, but anyway, it's possible. You don't it have is to possible. change your name. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, pretty there, sure Beyonce is still Beyonce Knowles. Is she, uh, does she even have a last name anymore? It's just B. Um, I think it might be. I yeah, apologize, I all the queens or, or beehives and all that stuff. I'm not saying anything <laughs> bad. She's amazing. Beyonce is my favorite person in the whole world. Yeah, overrated. Ever. Um, but anyway, you're crazy. Uh, but anyway, you serious? I'm serious. Hold Beyonce's on, hey, we're, overrated. We're at an hour and fifteen minutes. I hope people are still listening. Beyonce is overrated. Nobody, nobody, nobody can hear me on, on this Facebook anyway. anyway. So, uh, I'm just gonna tell you that Beyonce is not overrated. 
Now, uh, I think I think the Lemonade album, I think that was overrated. <laughs> Never I even think, heard of the Lemonade album. I think that was overrated, but my girl, B, not overrated. Not overrated. No. As I, a, in fact, I might put her under. I might have her underrated. She oh, might be underrated. Holy smokes. Yeah. All right. So so we are like as opposite on this as Russell Westbrook and, <laughs> and Jason Schmeagel or whatever his name was. Jason Schmeagel. <laughs> uh, Wasn't that, what was his name? Jason Schmeagel no, or something it was, like that? Uh, no, his name wasn't Jason. It started with a J was... and his last name started with an SH. Might as well be Jason Schmeagel. Anyway, <laughs> that's a person you know, kind of, almost. I don't know anybody named Jason Schmeagel. Not, not the the L. Take the L off. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my bug guy. That's my dude. Right, I like right, that dude. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to use him next year, too, by Do the it. way, when it gets He's, warm. It's wonderful. Uh, Ohio Mosquito Control. If you need help with your bug control, hit my dude up, Ohio Mosquito Control. I don't know what the website is off the top of my head. Jason Schmeig. Dude, dude gets rid of your bugs. There ain't no doubt about it. Nice. Um, okay, so... You know what? I'll wrap that story up. There's so much to it that that just interests me. There's so, so much, much that goes into all of this, and and we didn't get to any of the other two big three yet, and we're getting long on time. But I would right. like to talk about Draymond real quick, so let's do it. So the other day, Steve Kerr was caught on video again. I'm Everything tired is video. Draymond's effing s. Yeah. So he yeah he said. Something along those lines. I'm yeah. I'm effing tired. I'm, I'm, I'm effing tired of Draymond. Basically, he's tired of Draymond. His antics is what he's talking about. His 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 always getting into it with people, you know, especially on the other team. Sometimes fans, sometimes his teammates. Constantly with the officials being so demonstrative towards the officials. I think that's what that's he was what talking pisses about. you off more. That's than what anything. makes me more mad than anything. <laughs> so you hope that's why Steve Kerr was saying. But it. <laughs> I think no, I feel like it was an all-encompassing thing. Like it is. He was saying his. It is. His... Draymond is the worst, most annoying human being <laughs> I've ever seen. You ever? If you listen to this show, I can't stand Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green is probably an awesome dude off the court. And in fact, I've heard I've heard him in different interviews. At, not after games, but you know, in between games, days after games, and the guy seems like a good-hearted, like an actual, an actual pretty cool cat. That's fine. I'm not talking about Draymond as a person because I don't know that. But Draymond as a player, I can't stand that guy. It was a culmination of just a lot of, uh, a lot of frustration for Steve Kerr for. All the players on that team for the entire organization, the fans, you know, you had the whole thing with Clay Thompson after that, I think after that same game, saying something about how he was uh, thought that the fans would be into it a little bit more, and then they got big backlash win, from that. Win games, brother. Listen, you got to win right. games for the fans to be into you. And the and the bad thing was they lost to Phoenix, who's yeah. like the third worst team in the exactly. league, or second worst team in the and, league. And, and Golden State's still the greatest, and they're uh, the best team in basketball right now. And when they get to the playoffs, they're going to turn it on. They're going to beat everybody. They're going to knock them all. It, it, it is what it is. It's going to happen. You still feel that I way. I still feel that way. You, DeMarcus lost. Cousins. Okay. Go ahead. No, I was going to say they they're they're four and six. They they've lost six of their last ten games. That hasn't happened in six years. There it hasn't. But there, you know what? This team, I'm telling you, this team is special. Still, that when this team needs to win, they are going to. They don't need. Even though they're they've lost six out of their last ten, they these games aren't that important right now. In fact, they're probably the least important games of the year right now. I feel like that that second week before the the season before the two weeks before playoffs, then things start getting back up again. You you got to start ramping things up. 
But right now, this is like, this. it means nothing. I don't really care what they do right now because that team has eight all-stars on it. Yeah. Not really eight, they, but I mean, I, I would three know. Three this year, but yeah. Well, three this year, but in, in total. Five. Yeah. Iguodala's been an all-star. He has been. So Not with them, but yeah. But he has been. Right. I mean, you're talking six guys that have been an all-star on one team. That team is legit. They're an unbelievable. DeMarcus Cousins is there now. I just don't know. I, I hope Steve Kerr is good with spreading minutes out, but he, you know, I don't think you're going to see a lot of fourth quarter play in the first two rounds of the of the uh, of the the playoffs. Possibly not. Um, and I, I, you know, they're seeding. They're going to either be a one or two seed. There's not a. There's no. I don't think there's really any chance of them falling below two. But they only have a one game leading on, on Denver right now for that for that one seed. So. If it means anything to them, I don't think the one seed means anything to them um, because it's not going to really matter in the playoffs. They probably don't want to be the number one seed because then they're going to have to play LeBron and the Lakers. Well, no, they will not. <laughs> uh, no, LeBron's LeBron's playing his 25 a game now, and he's, he's still putting up like 28 and – 28 8 and 8 or something like that in his 25 minutes somehow still because um, he's the greatest player on earth i know i know he is um, thank you <clears throat> i'm just so happy you said that <laughs> about time um, people started realizing it i i actually saw a thing today that said lebron is lebron james gonna make the first team all nba this year why not yeah uh, he's averaging like 24 and a half points eight rebounds eight assists nine assists, nine rebounds eight assists other guys are are uh playing as well or better all right so who you put over him well this year off the top of my head if you i know if you have to go by people if you have to go by position um i mean first team all nba if lebron's a forward then you've got Giannis. yeah you've got Giannis for sure Giannis, kd possibly yeah you know you got Jokic and bead those guys are you know one of those guys are probably going to be the center um you know you're probably not going to make it as a guard you're going to have Harden and Steph probably. Westbrook. Um, yeah, maybe. Paul George. I don't know. Uh, yep, Paul George will be first. Paul yep. George will be first team. Yeah. So you got Giannis and Paul George as your yeah, forwards. So maybe anyway. he doesn't. Yeah. Poor, poor, poor LeBron didn't make didn't anyway. make it one year. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But um, anyhow, so the 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 whole Warriors thing, it was kind of funny. You know, just Steve Kerr got caught. Now Draymond he said, got caught. He got caught, and I guarantee you that he's told Draymond that same thing before. So Draymond probably I didn't hear what Draymond had to say, but I bet he I bet he understands it because Draymond has talked before that he knows he gets overboard a lot. He gets he gets too far because of like you talked about with Russ with that passion that they play with mm-hmm. and and they lose themselves in the game. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. I think that you gotta you gotta have that passion, but you can't lose yourself in the game. And that happens to those two way too often. And Draymond knows it. So I bet what he said was something to that effect. It was. You're right. It was. Um he, he kinda said you know, people say that kind of stuff all the time. You know, I'm sure coaches are tired of players all the time. Players are tired of coaches all the time. It happens. You and especially uh, this team, your core group of guys that have played more basketball than anybody else in the world because yep. they're playing into the finals every year. For, yeah, for the last five years or whatever, for the last four years. Um, you know, they are. They're tired of each other, and you can tell. You can tell sometimes, and that is the case. It's not hard to be tired of Draymond Green, and Steve Kerr was feeling it. At the same time, 
Um, you know, I've, I've heard people say that Draymond Green put Steve Kerr up there with the very few people as, as someone that he trusts and loves and will be there in, as a part of his life And, I, and I'm sure Steve Kerr loves Draymond Green. Yes. But that doesn't – just because you love somebody and, they're, and, and you love who they are and how they play and what they do for you doesn't mean that every once in a while you can't be like, I'm sick and effing tired of this. Quit. And that's exactly what happened. Plus, he's coaches, talking to another coach. Coaches yeah, talk to each other. Coaches like that say all that the stuff time. all the time about players. I'm sure Draymond's right. Players yeah. say that stuff all the time sure. about other players and coaches. I'm sure all of the referees in the NBA say that about Draymond every day. Um, anyway, it was just an interesting thing because you know, of course, you had the immediate, uh, you know, super everybody reacts to it on Twitter. So, I'm done with this, by the way. Yeah, I can't stand. Every as soon as something happens, everybody goes nuts immediately. I hate that. I can't stand <laughs> it. It's what do they? What do you call it? it? It's it's right now. It's like everything's right now. Nobody takes a second to think about. Okay, let's think about it. First off, number one, number one, my big thing is: Have I ever been in that situation before? Most of the time, I have. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's figure out how this dude got into the situation he was in. I'm not talking just about Draymond. I'm talking about anything. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just think about let's think it out. You know, there's there's a lot of things that people say things that are pretty bad. Sometimes they get caught on tape. I'm going to tell you right now, if you walked into a room with 100 people that, you know, 99 or 100 of them have said something that if it that if it was on tape, they would have got some big time backlash. They would, they would on. not want other people to hear. Right? Exactly. It is what it is. You say things. It, it happens all the time. You got to be careful and politically correct now and all that stuff because people are going to kill you immediately for it. Especially if Sit you're back, famous. Man. Sit back. Think about it for a minute. More than likely, whatever you heard is not what the dude said. Even with this Draymond Green thing, when I first saw it, it's cut off so quick. I, he could have been sick and tired of Draymond's anything, his antics, his not passing the ball in a certain situation. I mean, it could have been – Anything. Mm-hmm. What I like is that Steve Kerr, you know, joked about it. he joked about it, but he he really, by joking, he basically admitted to saying like, yeah, that's pretty much what I said. Yeah. Um, you like know, I said, I he guarantee said, he's probably told Draymond to. Yep. yep. To his face. So anyway, that was it. The, the very last thing was the Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka and Marquise Chris. Just against- another idiot thing. Serge Ibaka. No reason. It looked like Chris was staring him down after it looked like he may have pushed him or Baca was really just falling backwards and he didn't hold on to him. So that dude just kind of looked at him a little bit and Baca went nuts. I don't, there had to be something going on before that. There, there had to be something going a, on in that game before there, that. There was a hard foul earlier in the game. It was just a foul, I think, that, that uh, Baca hit the floor hard or something. Um, and I'm sure they were going back and forth. But it was a simple, like – tangle up where you're battling for position like that happens on every shot that goes up you know it was just a it was a they were throwing a a length of the court pass at the end of a quarter or whatever and they just kind of were locked up for a second abaca i think flopped and went to the ground or maybe he fell or whatever but it was just a normal basketball play and whatever marquis chris said he, to him, I didn't see him open his mouth. He was just he just gave him a little stare. It, it is looked, what it looked like it, to me. It looked like he told Serge Ibaka, "I'm gonna murder your entire family right now." <laughs> the way that Here Ibaka went after him, and Serge Ibaka reacted that way. At the same time, how fun is it to see an NBA fight? That's a legit fight. 
That they was a legit they, fight. They both, actually, they both actually landed. threw punches. Yeah. Um, one got landed. I feel like Ibaka hit, had one that that. I don't think landed. he landed. <laughs> Not the first one didn't, but he came back with a with a he missed with his left and came back with his right, and I think he might have slid across his jaw. So w- the unfortunate thing is they both got they both got ejected from the game, and I don't think Marquise Chris what? should have. Why does that dude get ejected from that game? That's just well, stu- because no, he no. fought. Not ejected. I apologize. Why does he get suspended? Uh, suspended. Why does he get a one game suspension for that? For fighting. He, you you but, know what, though? Some guy comes, what are you going to do? What exactly. am I supposed to do, just curl into the fetal position? Well, maybe maybe because he threw a punch. I think maybe that was it. Now, you can try he to wrap him up. He had two punches thrown at him first. Right. But but if you try, I think maybe if he tries to wrap him up or tries to push him away. Somebody walks up to you immediately, just boom, runs at you for absolutely no reason and throws two punches. What are you doing? Running. For my life. <laughs> okay, well, if you can't run because you are surrounded by fans and, and spectators. He could run anywhere. <laughs> he, could, he could run through the tunnel. I mean, Baca already room. had him. Already had yeah. him. He wasn't getting any, He wasn't getting away from that. He dude. had him by the throat, and then he just wrestled him onto the stanchion. <laughs> he, and all right, the and side. he didn't have him by no, the throat again. This he didn't, whole, but he, gra- he the grabbed The first him. grab was the, the But he knee. never actually grabbed. His hand hit his throat. I'll give you that. But he never grabbed. He never strangled. It hit his throat. And went off to the side. I liked. I, I don't I like liked people saying think, he strangled him. He grabbed him by the throat. He didn't grab him by the throat. It, his hand hit the dude's throat and went off to the side. Once again, everybody blowing up. Right. Half the people probably said they didn't even see it. I, I like to tell people that he uh, Undertaker was his favorite uh, was his favorite wrestler, and he was trying to choke, choke slam. slam him. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was the last of the big three thing. And yeah, that, Serge Ibaka did get three games. Marquise Chris got one. Serge Ibaka got three because, and they specifically said, because he initiated the fight and because of his history of fighting. Yeah, he's he gets into it all the time with guys, and it's and it's the league is coming down on him a little bit harder. He's just upset because his name is Serge. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like I wouldn't be too happy with that name. Eh, I don't know. The uh, lead singer of System of a Down. His name is Serge. Really? Yeah. Huh. Didn't know that. You're welcome for that little. <laughs> Thank you. A little piece of information. Thank you. I'm trying to remember. There's some kind of. It's something about a table and uh, something in that weird song that they came out with that oh, made uh, no sense at all. Uh, it was like a Beck song. You're you're telling you're talking about every single System of a Down. Song That's ever. what I mean. They sound like a, it sound. They all sound like a Beck song. They're so weird, and I was so mm, into them for like trust. two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> self Roger. See, you know. Good job. It took me a while to figure it back out, but I got it. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. Listen, thank you for listening. Thank you for – if you tried to watch, thank you. I think some people watched for a short time until the the audio, for whatever reason, wasn't working. Um, you can hear this, though. If you tried to watch, you couldn't hear it, you can hear it on – all the platforms, every platform you can possibly think of, just about. Look for us. Search Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Two words. Two words. Nosebleed. Please, if anybody was going to, I, I get a lot of people asking me why they can't find it. It's nosebleeds is two words. If you have a nosebleed, you would say I have a nose space bleed. Yes. It works the exact same way. If you had nosebleed tickets, it would be two words. Our podcast works the same way. Nose and then bleeds. That's why you can't find us. <laughs> So search for us on all of those platforms. Like, subscribe. Um, that's it. I mean, go, jump on our Facebook page either probably tomorrow, sometime tomorrow, and uh, vote on the greatest nicknames in NBA history. Uh, 
that's it for me. If you're listening to it, do it today because it'll be on when you're listening to it. It'll be on when you're listening, yes. Enjoy the conference tournaments. Don't forget to turn your headlights on.